listening to a Vita Foods Insights podcast with Jade Mitchell Ross. Part of the Vita Foods Insights series on Healthy Insider and brought to you by Vita Foods. And welcome to the Vital Foods Insights podcast. I'm Jade Mitchell Ross, and today we're joined by Yoni Glickman, president of Natural Product Solutions at Fruitarum. Yoni, welcome. Uh, good morning, Jade. Thanks for having me. For any company relying on a global supply chain, the risks facing suppliers on a local level can have a domino effect, which could result in having to raise prices or even reputational damage. So, in an increasingly global marketplace, how can businesses ensure their supply chains are sustainable? Um, wow, um, that's a very long question, a, a long question with a long answer to it. Um, so in, when we look in terms of our natural product supply chain, which maybe we'll focus a little bit on that, which sometimes is even more challenging than, um, let's say, more traditional supply chains, I believe that there are several actions which can and should be taken um, in terms of ensuring the supply chain, both in terms of, I mean, actual physical supply, quality and and trying to achieve as much price stability as possible. Um, so really, I think that one of the important things to do is to try and um, go backwards in the supply chain as far as possible um, to try and build relationships along the supply chain in a manner that will uh, that will offer us the kind of uh, stability that we need um, in terms of, as I said earlier, availability of product, but also quality of the product. So, for example, I think that companies like Fruiterol um, are moving more and more into backwardly integrating into the agricultural side of things. Mm-hmm. So that means creating um, partnerships with farmers in uh, really many, many locations around the world, depending on the key raw materials um, that we need to have. And not only building those partnerships with the farmers, but building them a, in an equitable manner and b, also ensuring um, quality of the agricultural um, raw materials, which ultimately you want to source. Yeah, so that so that's really ensuring you've got a steady supply while creating jobs and make the world a little bit of a better place all over the place. Um, correct, absolutely. So, um, so let you know, let's talk about steady supply also. So, um, when we talk about steady supply, the way that we look at these things is when we talk, you know, often we are looking at a situation where we're moving. Um, the paradigm from wild collected raw materials to an agricultural raw material. Um, so, so really often some of these raw materials have been literally um, being picked at roadsides or in the jungles and so on and so forth. So we are actively moving many of those raw materials into um, an agricultural scenario, which, um, which does offer more steady jobs and price stability for the farmers who are offering it to us. Um, and for us, um, what we do is we really get a little bit deeper into the kinds of um, species that we want to plant, which from our point of view, which from our point of view means that we can optimise the raw materials in terms of the active ingredients that we're always looking for. So, you know, really we see this as a win-win situation um, in terms of this backward integration into agricultural practices. Just one other thing which is worth mentioning is when we talk about the backward integration into agricultural practices, um, we do make a big effort to also um, try and bring um, some of the more advanced um, practices to these um, small farmers. So, um, 
you know, we are looking at things like um, what sort of water management systems to put in, what sort of crop protection systems to put in, and, and they're very significant in allowing um, the farmers to get maximum um, yields and try and minimise their expenses as much as possible per, um, per physical uh, piece of land. Is there, when you're moving into agricultural practices and farmland, is there any consideration for any any natural land that needs so any kind of deforestation that needs to happen to create that land, or is the land already there and ready to be? Yeah, no, we're, we're working exactly. Um, no, we're working specifically with uh, with farmers with existing um, with existing mm -hmm. plots. Um, so those plots sometimes are underutilized or not utilized at all because you know. So for example, we have a project going on at the moment um, in uh, in Guatemala where there are family plots, but the plots are really just not profitable at all. So the idea is to try and move crops, which would be more profitable for the small local farmers. In other areas where existing um, existing plots and, um, and and very often also, for example, in Spain, um, we're also looking for specifically organic um, parcels of land so we can also grow organic crops on those when I say where the farmers can grow, um, we build the partnership. Because that feeds very nicely into the idea of the traditional idea of sustainability in terms of reducing the carbon footprint. Exactly. So, so um, one of one of the really key things for us to look at also is, and and there are places where um, where we're sourcing raw materials, and perhaps not going back into the agricultural side of things, um, for many many other reasons, which which have to do with sometimes economics. But what we're doing is really making a big effort to try and um, do the primary um, extraction or the primary manufacture of those raw materials as close to source as possible. So that really decreases carbon footprint from a, um, a transportation point of view. So, you know, you can imagine instead of having to bring um, thousands and thousands of tonnes of a certain seed from India, for example, we can do the initial extraction concentration in India. Um, that also obviously creates jobs in India. And the net value is that at the end of the day, that if we're concentrating 10 times, we're bringing one tenth of the raw material from one part of the point of the planet to the other point of the planet and saving on all those energy expenses that are related to that. Do you think a sustainable supply chain should be required for businesses? Uh, I think ultimately um, the world is moving in that direction. I think that we need to be you know, still mindful that, um, that there are small, medium-sized um, players out there and uh, and for any economy these SMEs are an essential part of it and you know frankly often they don't have enough of the abilities and resources um, to go out and do those things which is why some of us bigger kind of companies need to need to set the example you know I'm sure that things are, are moving more and more in that direction but I think that we always need to find a balance between you know what the regulator does and um, and really I think the better way is to build it as a as a true motivation for businesses. So it makes sense from a sustainability point of view, but it also makes sense from an economical point of view. And I believe those two things go hand in hand. There's no contradiction between sustainability and um, an economic supply chain. The opposite is true often. But you do need some upfront resources to be able to do those things. Does that make sense? Well, from an economic point of view, the consumers, are they more... Are they quite open to the idea of sustainable supply chain? Do they want to see that from companies? 
I think the consumers here, I mean, one of the things that we see definitely is the consumers are very, very interested in having full traceability and, and, and sustainability criteria for their raw materials, and particularly millennials. Um, you know, I always talk about my, I have two daughters who are millennials, and um, for, those, for them, those, those kind of issues are critical. Um, not only clean label, but fair trade and where it's coming from and so on and so forth. So, so absolutely, I mean, I think the consumers are driving it and will continue to drive um, these values. And that's a great thing because that, you know, really, again, puts pressure on, on companies to, to go and do the responsible thing. To learn more about sustainability in the nutraceutical industry, visit our website, vitafoodsinsights.com. Follow us on Twitter at VF underscore insights. And remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to today's podcast brought to you by VitaFoods. For additional podcasts featuring industry leaders and experts, visit naturalproductsinsider.com.